The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. Okay, everybody, take a name out of the hat. Didn't we just have a holiday party? You know how he is. For the ruler of the galaxy, he sure gets into the holiday spirit. I didn't take him for the type to do a white Wookiee gift exchange, though. Alright, don't tell anyone who you got. It's a secret. Wait, seriously? I got him again? Got who? Palpatine, man. Whoa, wait, really? I got him too. I'm beginning to see why he likes these parties. Do you think he'd like a shirt from the Dark Times podcast? Hello, and welcome back to the Dark Times, a Saga Edition podcast. I'm Sam, your favorite albino Wookiee. And I'm Steven, your favorite disgruntled employee. Yeah, I feel like that's more often than not nowadays in this in this great wide world. In the last <laughs> September of last year to September of this year, Sam, I, I was employed a total of four months. <laughs> welcome back to the workforce, bitch. <laughs> Um, Steven, yeah, what's it's, up? we're, we're in full swing. It's, it's December 4th as we're recording. This. Merry um, Christmas. <laughs> so happy sorry. life day. Oh, there it is. That's good. Um, did you know in Europe, there's this game called Whamageddon? <laughs> Sam, I think you, I think you slurred that there. Could we get another recording of that? <laughs> there's this name. There's this game <laughs> called, <laughs> shut up. There's this game called Whamageddon. Whamageddon. Are you, yes. are you fucking you, Elmer Fudd? I want you to guess what that is. Whamageddon. It's a, is it a board it's game? It's Christmas related. Okay. It's Christmas related. It's Whamageddon. Okay. Is it like a folk game or like a board game that you buy at a store? It's like a, it's like the game, you know? Oh, okay. It, you know what I mean? Okay. It's like one of those things. If you, if you lose Whamageddon, do you get bopped on the head by a bushel of, no, of, okay. No. The goal, I'll explain it. You're not going to get it. <laughs> The goal is to go the entire from December 1st to December 24th yeah. without hearing Last Christmas by Wham at all. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We could do Wham that again. in the States, but with um, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Well, no, I lost that shit November 30th. <laughs> like the, the deli I go to was already playing Last Christmas by Wham. I was like, what the fuck? It's not even December. Let it let it cool off a little bit. The, the Thanksgiving leftovers are still warm, brother. Like, chill out. You know, this is the most like tired and oldest topic and, and one of the most boring I think anyone can talk about. But I I saw a happy holidays like sign or something that included <laughs> Thanksgiving in the lineup. It was like it had a tur- it said like happy holidays and it had like a turkey and a snowman and Santa on it. And I was like, wow. What? Yeah. That, that's, no that's Hanukkah, they, huh? No, well, I maybe maybe <laughs> they didn't have Hanukkah. I don't know. But like I was so I was stunned because I saw a turkey looped in with the normal happy holidays like stuff. Well, Apparently in the rest of the world, turkey is the Christmas dinner. Yeah. And here in the States, we don't do that as much because, you know, fucking who wants turkey twice? My family, what the fuck? we do ham and turkey on Thanksgiving because turkey sucks. And we do uh, prime rib on, on uh, and crab on, uh, on Now Christmas. that's yeah. not a little surf and turf yeah. for the holiday? Yeah. Santa's coming in with his fucking shorts on? <laughs> And then my parents do lobster on New Year's, but I don't, I don't eat lobster. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Wow. I'm, I'm happy to learn that about your family. Yeah. Meat, meat department. Well, well, dad. <laughs> it's the, it's oh, the that makes there, sense. Yeah. 
I wish you weren't too embarrassed to show me them. <laughs> show them to me. Wait. What do you mean? My parents? You'd like to see my yeah. parents? Yeah. You, you it, It's, you know, we've been podcast hosts for a while, Stephen, and you still haven't introduced me to your parents. My mom actually, like, knows about you through the show because she listens sometimes. Every time my mom picks me up, if she comes by to pick me up for something, she will be playing the podcast That's in the car so cute. That's while so she's funny. waiting for me to, she's not listening, but she's, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just, it's funny. It's like, it is. Gee, it that's is funny. Fun. It's a very mom thing to do. It's very, yeah, absolutely. Very it is. Absolutely. It's so funny. Uh, we got some feedback from last week. Well, folks, uh, our, our mailbag is overflowing. So if we haven't got to you yet, please be patient. There, There's even from, I think, before my trip to Japan, there's still some shit we got to get to. So. And it's it's all about like, it's really hard to find good places to put it where it like fits in properly with the episode content and stuff like that. And we like to make sure it's all coherent. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's a streamlined product. That's what we make here, a product. Yeah, we make content. (laughs) We had an email from Travis A. Hey, guys, love the show. I've been binging the podcast at work for the last few weeks on episode. Yeah, I know. I don't know what the L is. On on episode 43 currently. Nice. And had a couple questions, if you don't mind. I was wondering if you had or would ever consider doing a movie watch episode where you both just watch the movies and break them down from a Swissy perspective or mine them for random inspiration. And second, if you could both revive the Swissy line for one additional source book each, what would you want it to cover? Okay, so when Let's I fir- tackle that first question. First. Yeah, when I first read that that first question, I thought they were going to ask us if we could like do movie commentary and I was so excited <laughs> to tell them that we already had we did yeah, on the best Star Wars movie Ewoks Caravan of Courage 1980 uh, 6 3 3 6 no, no 80, 83 was Return of the Jedi yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever <laughs> I guess I mean we kind of do do that uh, whether Intentionally or not, I, I right? feel like, like we bring when we talk about like battle stations, for example, we talk about scene like scenes in the movies and shows where, like for example, like battle station stuff happens, and we also like make up hypotheticals too. Yeah, as far as breaking them down from a Swissy perspective, I, I think do they mean like trying to extrapolate what abilities and and turns were used at, at given points in in a movie, like like scene for scene. Yeah, it's. I mean, that sounds hard. Uh, I will say. <laughs> well, also, it's been done for us yeah, already, it's right? Like, largely been. <laughs> they have stat blocks for these characters. Oh, there's, there is. I, I think it's a prominent piece of Swissy Lost Media. And uh, hey, Dark Time Army, yeah, get, yeah, get your pitchforks. Um, <laughs> there's. I've heard. I've read other sources that reference this piece of Swissy dubiously lost media. There is out there a publication where they broke down the entire battle on Jabba's barge in like turn for turn Swissy rules. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I think it may have been done to promote the miniatures game or Swissy. I'm not sure. It might have been one of the, you know, there was a series of like preview materials when Swissy was still coming out. And I think that might have been one of them. If you've heard of this, let me know. Because I remember reading about this in a few different places and and wishing I had it for myself. Here we see Luke does an acrobatics check. He rolls a nat 20. Yeah, (laughs) stuff like that, I'm pretty sure. I think it was like put in a gamer magazine or or something like that. Just kind of That sounds great. Um, As far as us doing movie watch episode where we break down things Swissy-wise. Can I say... uh, 
when we did um, skill challenges, yeah, the first time we did skill challenges, uh, we did talk about the whole just de- the Death Star escape. That's yes. a skill challenge, and it's all and on its own and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, it's just one of those things where I think it's pretty well trodden ground. Like we've all seen the movies, right? Yeah. Like. You can see them through the Swissy, the Swissy lens on your own. I, when I watch them, I want to watch the movies. <laughs> I'm, I can't trust myself to watch A New Hope and not just be like, yeah, New Hope. <laughs> it's true. You know? It's true. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you, Sam. It's It sounds like a fun activity, but maybe maybe not for me. I think it would make bad radio. Yeah. It might make, yeah, I love it. You know, you know, do you want 30 minutes of us being quiet while we listen to Obi-Wan and like, whoa, they, we watch Luke look at his, his uncle and aunt's burned up corpses and then stare at the sunset and you and I are just sitting there quiet crying. <laughs> the second question though, if you could revive the Swissy line for one additional source book, what would you want it to cover? Oh, this is such a good question. And it's, it's, the I've one. got mine. What, Do you want to hear yeah, mine? What's yours? We got starships of the galaxy, right? Yeah. I want starships of the galaxy, but for land vehicles. Okay. All right. Okay. Cause I don't, okay, shoddy. we do have <laughs> damn shoddy. Okay. Um, we do have a, a plethora of land vehicles. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Airspeeders, stuff like that. But there isn't like, what if I want to make a custom Walker? You know, what if I wanted a custom land speeder that's, stuff like that's that? That's what I thought you were getting at. You know, maybe like, like Swissy, a big thing missing in Swissy is like, how do I create my own vehicle? There, there isn't really guidelines for that at all. Um, yeah. Like, like at all, there's no equivalent of like starship engineer for like, you know, a, a mechanical engineer, like someone who would, who, yeah. would, who would create tanks and walkers and things like that. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great idea. The, 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 the war, war crafts of the galaxy. Wait, no, that we can't use that one. <laughs> World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. <laughs> Saga edition. Um, <laughs> War Machines of I, the Galaxy. War Machines is pretty good. Locomotion, light speed locomotion or something like that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Mine would be, and and like like yours, like your idea, Sam, it's it's pretty well covered across two or three books. Like Repellion. Rebellion, <laughs> rebellion era campaign guide in Galaxy of War, like are kind of that, but they don't have, you know, the, the amount of depth that you talk about. I want like the dark side source book. Wow. Yeah. I like that actually. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe revamped Sith Lord and Sith apprentice, whatever they're fucking called. Yeah. And maybe more, there are like dedicated evil talent trees, but maybe, maybe more of them. Yeah. More evil talents, more evil dark side force powers. Yeah. More evil items. Evil items is a great idea. You know, there are those like Sith artifacts, like the mask of Nihilus, whatever those are. Yeah. There's, there's, but there's like only three, like four of them. Yeah, three yeah, or exactly. four. I think two of them are the same. And so like an expanded like evil items, like any items. Uh, and I had to homebrew stuff like this before, but anything that's like encourages a player to use it but to their own detriment, like an item that makes them very powerful, maybe instant access to force powers that are, you know, boosted or something, but like massive condition track penalties or yeah. Two steps down the condition track yeah. until you meditate for eight hours or something yeah, like things that. Things like that. Evil powers, evil artifacts, stuff like that. Uh, guidelines for evil campaigns. We get a little bit of that in galaxy at war, uh, like with the, how to run an Imperial campaign and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, well, that's not what evil. No, that's not what people think when no. they think evil campaigns like that's running like the galaxy at war version is like you're you're like a platoon or something yeah. like that you know maybe it's not 
your inquisitors, <laughs> you know? Maybe another, another like prestige class too. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. another prestige class. Gray Jedi. Finally. Gray Jedi. Of course that's where you go. You fucking imbecile. No, no. I just said it just to make you laugh. I know. It's funny. Of those four Sith artifacts, by the way, I'm pretty sure two of them are just like, this thing holds information. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not looking them up right now and I can't remember. I know one is the mask of Darth Nihilus, which is actually a really fucking cool one. And then I, I think there's two that are, identical and then i think there's one that doesn't actually do anything <laughs> sounds like your average spread of uh, swissy equipment actually <laughs> um that's a i like that dark side source book yeah. that sounds really cool yeah steven what are we talking about this week you know sam i i, I read something and i whoa 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 <laughs> i didn't know you knew how to read hey, you know I, i'm a man of, of many many trades I, I I read something, Sam, and it it just it stuck with me. One of the most like I think toxic, just heavy things about doing any sort of like nerd broadcasting in in any form is like I, there there's that angry video game nerd inside of me. Like he's in, he's in all of us. He lives in all of us. Yeah, yeah. and so many <laughs> you know. Be channels, podcasts, you know, live streams, what have you, have a tendency to just kind of descend into this, like, almost like rabid, like toxic, like ranty, very like male, egotistic, like soapboxy thing. And I've never wanted the podcast to be like that. I think the podcast... Is, you don't want it to be you saying this is how things are. Yeah. I never wanted this podcast to be like, I hate this, so I'm going to tell you how much I hate it for 33 minutes or anything like that. And okay. you know, there's good reason why this sentiment has been parodied with, with great success since the 90s. This is, this is a thing. Everyone had that friend before the internet that would just talk their ear off about all the shit they didn't like. But I got lucky. Sam, the largely hypothetical comedic bend straw man argument I would always make about legislating CT builds out of, out of your game. It actually happened, Sam. I actually stumbled across a recent post. It finally happened. Yeah. So let me roll out the soapbox again. <laughs> Thank you. I put the wheels back on it this time. <laughs> oh, it's quite efficient. They're, it's much they're a little, um, yeah, they, I mean, they're a little squeaky still. All right, let me get one foot up wheel. here. Just test, test for stability. And, uh, Oh, oh, Al, Al, oh. Al, Sam, did you see that? It completely gave way under the weight of, of, oh my, my, own, God. of my own Oh, my God. Foot. I'm going to get fucking sued. I hope you oh put a good God. wood breaking sound effect in there. Put, <laughs> put the source mod like crate busting open sound effect in there. Okay. Yeah, I think it's oh, called well, crate VGO2, I think. <laughs> I'll go double check that for you. Make yeah. sure. I've stumbled across a, a common problem, a game master fed up with CT killers. Do keep in mind though, their campaign had not actually begun yet. <laughs> the, <laughs> the pretty big asterisk we're throwing out. <laughs> I'm fed up with this. <laughs> this game master wanted to solve their problem with a house rule. And it reads as follows. Unless a talent feat force power item specifically states, you move a creature an additional or multiple steps down the condition track any condition track movement caused by that feat, talent or force power or item does not stack with any other condition track movement. A lot of words to say, I'm limiting the effectiveness of CT killers. And like I said, I've largely addressed scenarios like this when they're entirely hypothetical and usually at the butt of a joke, but I could not help myself for actually getting to interrogate 
the, a real life version of, of, of my favorite straw man. <laughs> I want to, I want to save everyone's time and get to the bottom line quickly, Sam. CT killers are a complete boogeyman. Their prevalence in the minds of Swissy posters and in the minds of everyday Swissy fans is that of Freddy Krueger, which is to say, for those who haven't seen the movies, I haven't. If you aren't afraid of him, he doesn't actually exist. Spoiler. <laughs> God. CT killers are for flashy additions to build threads and sensational demonstrations of the dissonance between weird math and the reality RPGs purport to emulate. Uh, sometimes these are called white room builds, as in that's the only scenario in which they're actually effective, a, a blank white room with, with enemies in it. Many, many RPGs from Swissy's heyday, as you know, Sam, are well known for these cheeky gotcha builds. Like D&D 3.5 and GURPS are like the first things that come to mind. This is just part of the same phenomenon. What do you mean? I can I can get a bunch of uh, peasants to move a ballista bolt back and forth, and then it moves at the speed of light, killing the dragon, and I save the princess. See that that is a, the, the you're referencing the uh, the peasant railgun as it's called. Peasant railgun, yeah, the yeah. peasant railgun. That one's a good example because it's actually an example of like rules extrapolation, where none of that is actually covered in the game. But when you try to apply real life logic to it, it falls apart. Th- these are things that are actually explicitly allowed in the game. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have my whole ass in the 3.5 and GURPS communities quite like I do with Swissy. But I don't see as much worrying and posting and, and attempts to fix those systems from obviously flawed or problematic builds. I just see Game Master's saying things like, hey, no overpowered builds, please. That's a hint for later. We've addressed the instinct to house rule many times on this show, Sam, and in many different contexts. Um, I've gone on the record before to say that I actually don't think you should, actually don't think you should house rule all that much. I really don't. I think Swissy, as it comes, is very flawed, but I don't think adding more rules onto it is a very good idea. I think attempting to put on your game development hat can often be a, 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 a um, endeavor that backfires because odds are, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry to inform you, but you're not a game developer. And not a, not a, a, a professional. Game yeah. Developer. Not a professional game developer. Even if you've game mastered half your life, I'm sorry. You, you still aren't. I'm, I'm, I, I can hear them coming for me, Sam. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I make the rules. I made my own stat blocks. I'm a game developer. I'm a game developer. <laughs> but as unpopular as that idea has been, as, as pushback, I've perhaps fairly gotten on that idea before. You know, I'm not going to tell you that you can't experiment at your table. In fact, I hope you do. What I am going to do is encourage you to lean on other, more flexible, more assured tools than changing the rules of a game you may not understand as well as you might think. And I hope I don't sound condescending here. I'm not a fucking game developer. I've tried and failed to, to fix Swissy. Like, I, I, have, I have undermined my players' trust in me and in the game we're playing in what were, in retrospect, completely foolhardy attempts to do things I didn't understand. I would never work on a car without really knowing how to work on a car, right? 
Steven's just waiting for the next car to drive him off to dreamland over here. GM, the, the next GM, whatever next GM Fiat rolls up, he's going to climb right in and leave old Sam behind. The 2024 GM Fiat. Oh, my God. Oh, Real Gungan interior. Real Gungan, like like tanned Gungan skin? No, there's just Gungans in it. Oh, <laughs> oh do like the Kia, like the hamster Kia Soul commercial, but with Gung- yeah. Gungans? So the the rule, the, or sorry, the pathway to fairly arbitrating and changing core rules of Swissy is a hard and long one. One you can probably do successfully. One I'm not going to attempt to rationalize. There's a, a pathway that many abilities <laughs> that the Jedi may find unnatural. <laughs> I, I, I really gotta, I really gotta commend you for that one. Thank you. <laughs> The most straightforward and also the most effective path, and you're going to kill me for saying it because I know you hear it all the time if you run into this problem a lot, is talking to your players. I know that's the first response on any to any time you bring your problems to any role-playing form or subreddit, but that's because it's the truest one. My fucking God. <laughs> it comes to no surprise, Sam, that many people would rather fiddle with idiosyncratic technicalities and nitpicks than simply say, I don't want you to play that build. Like it, it, it it reeks of someone trying to solve a problem on the complete wrong end. On the back end, on the back end, even yeah. The the game end. What do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. I made my players read a 10 page document (laughs) and in that 10 page document, I, I also included a signature at the end. In the 10-page document, it's legally binding. I got it I got it notarized. It's legally binding. They agreed they wouldn't do CT killers, and if they did, I would get half, I would be, you know, entitled to half of their earnings for the next fiscal year. <laughs> Can you imagine if that, like, was held up in court? Um, that, that, Your but Honor, Sam, that's, what, I- that's what these people sound like to me. But you're, you're being very funny right now, but you're also being very shrewd and, and correct to, to fight what is an, like a, like like what if you were playing tag? So the problem and, and, is and you did, <laughs> <laughs> What if you were playing freeze tag and someone kept moving and you decided to invent a whole new set of rules to punish severely those who moved during freeze tag instead of just asking them to not hey. move during freeze tag? I I think um I think the problem is, Steven, is that GMs don't want to they don't want to tell their players outright, no, you can't do that. They want the players to have a good, you know, they want the players to have a good time. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, it's, it's a preventative measure to keep this from ever happening instead of just being like, hey, it's an old game. There's things that are weird about it. Can we just, you know, you can try this. It might not be as as fun or as effective as you think. Wow, Sam, a, a nuanced and balanced approach to a complex problem. What do you fucking know? Communicating? Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> another thing the OP went on about in this post that, that kind of ticked me off a little bit is that they didn't want to ban CT killing outright because they felt that was wrong in limiting their players' freedom. But they also didn't want it to be exploited, and they were literally so sure that it would be. They said, this will happen, and the game encourages it to happen. I don't. I haven't had my first session yet, by the way. <laughs> like... Jesus Christ! Wait, really? Yes, you couldn't. Oh well, man, come on! And he, he's like, I don't want to ban that right because that's limiting freedom. They're if I don't, they're going to take advantage of it. 
I and, don't because the game encourages you to. It's like the game encourages you to have fun in Star Wars. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. Yeah. The game encourages you to have fun in Star Wars. <laughs> that is, you're right, Steven. Honestly, it's one of those things. I personally, I feel like as a player, we had it. We had a CT esque killer build in our first campaign. Yeah. Uh, Babu Ram, yeah. the Mandalorian sniper. Late game edition. It was fucking cool as hell. Yeah, like, fun. I don't know. I had a great time. I wasn't like, oh, man, I should have done that. We'd be picking off these super battle droids uh, fucking one shot at a time. No. I was like, he has a, he does his cool thing. I do my cool thing. That's Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> that's Star Wars, baby. And, you know, it's, 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 it's really hard for me not to break out the armchair psychologist chair. You know, it's big. It's leather. It's, it's very academic. It rotates like yeah. the chair of the Death Star. Exactly. <laughs> Palpatine's throne. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a... I'm a dubiously afflicted, occasionally antisocial young man. It's not hard for me to get in the mindset that would encourage these sorts of the thoughts. It's like, it's reasonable to assume that people are going to use the tools that they feel like they have control over and that they're effective with. So when you consider someone like me, like I described, consider their feelings on a rule book versus a relatively intricate social playing field of setting boundaries. You know, if, if I didn't feel comfortable in my ability to set boundaries in a social setting and an IRL social setting, not a social encounter, mind you, versus my familiarity <laughs> with, let's be honest, a textbook, a, a fun textbook, a textbook on having fun. But these, these rule books are effectively textbooks. I understand the instinct to go for the textbook. A textbook is one dimensional. It, it, you can study it. You can memorize it. Can't it can't fight back. It can't fight back. It can't interrogate you. You interrogate it. It's one way entirely. You have complete control over a game text. But when it comes to, you know, saying no to a friend, that's a bit harder. That's actually quite a lot harder depending on who you are. So I, I understand solving the problem from the wrong end here, but you know, don't, walk all the way around the house through the shit and mud when the, when the front door is unlocked. But I have to knock on the front door, Steven, and I don't like knocking. <laughs> knock it scared. <laughs> and if you might have already noticed, we are mirroring a very important section in the game mastering section of the core rulebook where the details how to deal with a, a unbalanced player character i'm just going about it in my usual colorful uh way of doing things uh if you haven't noticed yet i'm a little flamboyant so you know take it or leave it this that would be the out of game solution as detailed in the core rulebook now let's talk about some in-game solutions uh here you go let the moron make a ct sniper like go ahead let him do it like like there's <laughs> nothing like like that shouldn't scare you that shouldn't phase you it, sorry is 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 Jackass the CT sniper in in charge of the game? His name's John Jackass. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> J Jackass. Yeah, J Jackass. Um, Jackass actually. <laughs> if you're putting your whole ass, your whole brain into encounter design, it won't be a problem. God, what a boring fucking campaign you're cooking up. If one type of build can obliterate every threat you're gonna throw their way. Is that what you were going to do? Were, were you going to throw one type of threat at the party the whole time? How long was this campaign going to go on? This week, it's a normal Wampa. Next week, it's a, a Wampa that's six inches taller. I've, I've, <laughs> I've played in that campaign. I have ran that campaign. It's boring. It's mind-numbing. 
it, it, the only appeal is getting together and having a few beers with your friends, which granted is all you need to have a good time sometimes. But like homeboy is putting so much effort into trying to rules lawyer his players before they can, that he's not even considering the normal game mastering stuff you can do to combat a powerful build. When was the last time your party had to contend with a hazard in addition to ranged and melee enemies? What about train encounter or any encounter with any moving bits at all? Do enemies behave intelligently? Do they coordinate attacks and abilities? Have you, have you ran a heavy stormtrooper, two normal stormtroopers and Imperial officer? Have you actually put that in a game? Oh, the gauntlet. We call them the boys. Yeah. Steven. Yeah. (laughs) Have you done the classic E-Web with imp officer setup? Like, Oh, have you just oh, thought about yes. it? Did you just listen yes. to it on a podcast? Grants an extra standard action. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's like a level six combination that grants the E-Web an extra standard action. And it fucking rocks. It's really hard to deal with. And it's very simple to do. Imagine how many other combinations that could be out, out, out there with the same thing. God, who knows? I certainly don't. I've only covered 4% of them in 85 podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> a CT sniper is fucking amazing against one or three mooks with blaster rifles at medium range. What about six beat face melees sneaking up from behind? Can a CT sniper take out six strong melee characters before they succumb to their wounds? Mathematically? No, they can't. It doesn't matter what, how good they are. It's about positioning. It's about challenge. It's about appropriate design to, to meet the threat that is your players. You know, what about a, sm- what about a smoke grenade? Ah, uh, smoke grenade. Do- doesn't a smoke grenade eliminate most of the problems with the- any CT killer? Doesn't a-, doesn't a gas grenade knock a player down two steps if they, if they get hit by the attack? Steven, and fucking so what, right? Yeah. So what if they play a CT? I'm getting on the soapbox. Yeah, come, come on up here with me. Here, take my hand. <laughs> oh, oh God, it's so, it's so high up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking so what? Let your players stretch their legs. Let them shoot off a few sniper bullets. Take out a few battle droids down the condition track. Fucking let them. They're having fun, right? It's not. Is it keeping your other players from shining? Yeah. Is it keeping you from a, as a game master from having a good time? It probably isn't, but if it is, well, then fix it, man. Like <laughs> C point one. Yeah, <laughs> point one. Talk like, about it. And and you know what does a CT sniper do in face of a lava trap? What about a laser minefield? Um, I shot the lava, Stephen, and then went down <laughs> to helpless on the condition track, and that makes it cool off immediately. <laughs> what about a starship encounter? Is there a CT sniper that can do anything in a starship encounter? No, I, I probably, I don't really know, but probably, probably not. <laughs> I don't think you can, can you make starships flat footed? <laughs> I don't think you, wait, maybe they don't got feet. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't, and we emphasize this all the time, this is the core of the philosophy of, of the encounter design checklist. If you don't utilize the full breadth of threats at the table, there's going to be holes in your encounters that builds like the CT killer just slip right through. Remember, remember how some people ban Jedi for this reason? Some people are like, oh, my Jedi character is too good at defeating six stormtroopers in a blank room. Therefore, I ban Jedi. What? (laughs) What? Six unarmed stormtroopers, Steven. (laughs) Like no fucking duh, Jedi tears through six mooks like wet tissue paper. We've talked about this a gajillion times. 
It, oh man, you gotta grapple the CT killer, dude. It's the only way. Yeah, you gotta what? strangle him with your CT own bare hands versus the Chad <laughs> grappler build. Like, okay, if he wants to play like that, put the fully optimized grappler in front of him. Like, I, I don't. How is <laughs> your Chad first solution? Grappler. How is your first solution oh, to this man. problem to strip away unique fun parts of the game? Wait, it's it's the fucking virgin versus Chad. Yeah, meme, yeah, it's, it's the virgin CT no, sniper no, no. versus the Chad grappler. <laughs> It's it's <laughs> I'm sorry. There is no threat. I'm there sorry. is no threat. It's, it's Greedo <laughs> as the virgin <laughs> and then and then it's boss as the chat. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, we gotta make that. Sorry, I that's why I was laughing so hard. I was thinking about Chad Bosk. I need to see Chad Bosk on my desk now. Oh, man. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, forgive the hard edge uh, on this section, but, like, I, I'm so sick of the sentiment, man. It's like... What the fuck, Steven? This podcast is my safe space, you dick. <laughs> I, I hope whoever's on their fucking sleepy-ass morning commute right now is feeling feeling the blood pump. Because, like, I, I'm so sick of the instinct to strip and homogenize and, and just sand down the edges of a genuine gem, I think. A, a weird, fucked-up little piece of RPG history. Like, no, I gotta make it easy to digest, and I have to be in complete control of it. I'm not gonna hug the cactus. I'm not gonna learn how to use this tool. I'm not gonna put the glove on and flex my fingers. I'm just gonna start hacking at it until it fits my image of what the game should be. By the way, I I just, I'm new to this thread, and I haven't had a session yet. <laughs> I've never played the game yeah. before, actually. Good God. Oh, man. Like I always say. Run the game through a couple levels with just the core rule book with no modifications, besides the official errata, of course. Like, see how that feels. You'll have a good time. I fucking guarantee it. You're gonna <laughs> love the way you look. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I, and I'm not gonna argue that CT killers aren't ridiculous, but the assertion that the game encourages players to play this way is is literally just alarmist. Like, it, it, it's just it's not conducive to the reality of how the game is played at all. The real documented stories of CT killers derailing games are as sparse as a drop of water in the Jinlin wastes. <laughs> like if, if, if the, I think if the fear of CT killers was equivalent to like their actual threat, every other post on the subreddit would be like, help a CT killer derailed my game. But <laughs> the subreddit would be dead. Yeah, dude. exactly. No one would, no one would play this game <laughs> because the CT killers are not in control of the game. The game master is. And whenever someone doesn't want to play with a CT killer, I guarantee you 90% of the time they just say so. And their dominance in build discussion does not appear to impact how the game is actually played, especially when their weakness is a simple two-letter spell, I will teach you. No. If you're sweating late at night trying to find the perfect rules addition to add to an already mile-high pile of arbitrations and nitty-gritty rules that Swissy is, just to exercise the phantom in your head that is CT Killers, I'm going to give you a little bit of free advice about it. Just be normal. Can our Saga Edition band be the CT Killers? Yes, that's a, I think it's a great band name, to be, <laughs> to be frank. It would be a good, like, math rock, like, nerdcore, like, white <laughs> rap, like... <laughs> Let's hear who's ready for my, yeah, yeah, the fans aren't ready for my Swissy rap. <laughs> my name's Zena Sloth, and I'm here to say, 
I'm going to game master in a major way. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. It's pretty bad. Oh, man. Uh, well, let's put that. Let's kick the old soapbox down the road. Yeah, we, we don't we'll, need this for at least we'll another week. Again. <laughs> 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 we'll meet it again. We'll meet it again someday. What do you think the soap smells like in the soapbox? I love lilac. I like it's pretty good. Yeah. Although I'm really rocking good. a citrus Dr. Bronner's in my shower right now. And I got to say, Ooh. that's pretty sick too. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I even though they made that. I'm not going to lie. I'm like a honey. I'm like a honey you, milk. You, oh, you're like, you like smelling like a little bit of candy. Yeah. My I'm, mom. I want, I want my hands to smell like a Werther's original. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. You said that. My mom got me this like caramel body wash once when I was a teenager. That sounds bomb. And it lasted fucking forever. And I smelled like candy for like two years, I swear. <laughs> and I, I don't think I was at the right age to appreciate something like that. But it, it was crazy how much this body wash looked and smelled like caramel. It was it was a little weird and, and kind of... Did it say magic shell on it, perchance? I don't know. It might, I think it was a smaller like boutique brand because my mom's like oh, for in, sure, in that for world, sure. roughly. Caramel apple... Shampoo is incredible. I don't want to smell know, sweet. You know, fucking you know what I have. Well, you know what's a stupid shampoo that I have enjoyed? Like tobacco bourbon, like men's what shampoo. The hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What in the name of Old Spice is this? Or there's a, there's a Dove's <laughs> Men that is uh, has caffeine in it and peppermint oil. So and it really tingles on your scalp, <laughs> and it's, it's it's great. I love how it feels. Well, thank you, Stephen. That was nice to end on little uh, shampoo talk. I oh yeah, like no, I think that really softened the, uh, the uh, rather edgy topic. All right, let's send you guys off into the break. Stephen, what up? It's the break. Oh my god, it's the break time. Yeah, that was the build. I don't know why you keep doing yeah. it like that. Oh, it's nut check. Yeah, well, yeah, because it was the build time theme, but then it's also the nut check theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, you brought something, right? I did. I did. You know, Sam, I, I saw it a little too late, which I'm a little ashamed about. But and and we didn't really do anything for Thanksgiving either on the show, which which is okay. But there was a lovely community appreciation thread on the subreddit that we got some love in, and I wanted in in hand to put some love into no uh <laughs> no no uh <laughs> Uh, no, 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 not like that. Not like you're thinking. <laughs> uh, gonna put a little love in my hand. I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hold hold uh, out your hand. <laughs> uh, ew, it's sticky. All that love. Um, Supreme Emperor of the Galactic Swissy Empire, Lil Literalist, made a community appreciation thread in which he said, "Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Let's go ahead and shout people out that we that we care about." Can you give him that title? I don't, that's scary. It's going to go to his head, man. No, I, gonna, I think he's earned it. You know, I'm sure he has. Like, <laughs> admin on the discord, admin on the subreddit, like digitized, um, Dawn of Defiance. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. God. yeah. <laughs> he's making it easier to play saga yeah. edition than we are. Jesus. It learned HTML to, to revivify the, the roll 20 character sheet. Like added added ten more years of of virtual tabletopping to Swissy by by his own actions alone. It, it, it made community feedback the forefront of that project. Damn, just saying. I guess. Well, I guess it's leaked for who my community appreciation thread nominee is. <laughs> <laughs> but not just him. 
It's everyone, of course. I know that's corny. That's the easy way out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're the podcast host. You you can't pick favorites. Obviously, what the fuck? What the fuck? Holy shit, Kenny! Like, oh no, uh, <laughs> Carmen. Cartman. That was fucking Cartman. Way to go. You said Carmen. Car- I never watched South Park, man. <laughs> A lot of people said thanks to the Dark Times podcast in that thread. So th- thanks, thanks right back at you to Zloy Krolik. Uh, Malefer, Master Alan, Island, seriously, and and the rest of you. We have become the latest chapter in what was already a very interesting and eclectic history for what will go down as one of the most beloved TTRPGs of all time, but definitely not one of the most well known. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what Swissy, what about Swissy makes its fans the way it is. Perhaps it's a culture of trying to figure out this shit, <laughs> like while playing it. <laughs> we, this is a culture of 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 respectful debate, of discovery, of like cyber archaeology as we try to like piece together our own history. Though much, even though much of it was was literally lost, Swissy was the quirky, like teeth cutting project of an up and coming game developer who was left with far too much on his plate to do alone, and he did it beautifully and gracefully as he could. And he he doesn't like hate it, hate it. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't hate it. He looks back on it with some level of fondness. In fact, he was so okay with it that he came on the show and talked about it. Yeah. Swissy is kind of, to me is a, is a star in, in the night sky. You know, it stands out on its own. There, there's infinite things about it that are unique. Um, participating so deeply in it has changed my life in ways I could not have predicted. I just wanted to play Star Wars. <laughs> and then one thing led to another. Uh, and now a hundred people tune in every day, every, every week to hear me talk about playing Star Wars. And Green Doug. And Green Doug. And, thin <laughs> and Thinning Mungo. Your Mungo. Yeah, and Thin Mungo. And uh, the Condalorian. And, <laughs> and Grey Goo, and his friend. Grey Goo. <laughs> yeah, and Sam, I'm thankful for you. Aw, buddy. This podcast cannot exist without your expertise, uh, without your vision, uh, without your work ethic. Without your, without my ability to tell you to shut up. Yeah, the right without time. without your without your <laughs> scrutiny, um, without your um, your discretion, and so I, I'm thankful for you, Sam, for bringing everything to the pod that you do. Well, thank you, Stephen. I'm thankful for you for taking a chance on me when I asked, "Hey, you want to do a, a a dumb Star Wars podcast?" And you were like, "Yeah, I got nothing else going on." <laughs> My Mondays are free. Yeah, my Mondays are free. And I was like, okay, here, let's record one episode and then give me two weeks to edit it. And then we'll record more episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I couldn't have said it better than you, man. You are, it's, you're so well-spoken at the emotional parts as well as the non-emotional parts. It's different than the Steven I see other days of the week because <laughs> that guy will be like, poopy. <laughs> Tell them <laughs> my facade. <laughs> it's it it hits me like a truck sometimes when I'm like, wow, that's my friend who just said that 
really profound thing about a tabletop game. It's fucking insane. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate Little Literalist and Zloy and all the regular listeners and Iroh for being one of the first to send an email. Uh, oh, right. uh, Eschatonia. Eschatonia I mean, from the beginning. We, from the beginning. We can go the champion corn. Yeah. I don't think uh, Nate's listened in a while. Nate hasn't said anything in, but that's fine. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, you know, you're part of the journey, you know, you're immortalized in the dark times podcast. Every time we read an email from you saying how much you like playing saga edition. And that's what it's about. That's that ultimately. I, I like being funny with you, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I've else noticed. to say it. This is, that's kind of my, that's what I get out of this podcast is I get to be funny with my friend on the air and a bunch of people laugh at it or laugh with it, depending on how good the episode is. And also we get to inspire people to talk about tabletop games. I mean, I, um, I don't know if I told you this, Stephen, but I hung out with a friend. Uh, I know. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. You have friends? Yeah. Hold up. <laughs> A few weeks ago, uh, we were walking because he lives like uh, he lives like in the same building as me. So we were walking over and I was just like, we had such a conversation about tabletop games. I was like, hey, I've got like two or two more hours of this in me. Do we can we go inside and sit down and talk about tabletop games <laughs> some more? Like, it's one of those things where it's changed my life. I love tabletop games. I want to talk about more tabletop games. I love Saga Edition. And it's one of those things where I liked Fifth Edition. For as long as I played it. I liked 5th edition. I didn't play it as often as I said I'd like to. (laughs) That's for sure. And Saga Edition is one of those ones where it was like my first real RPG. Like, hey, this one's clunky. This is... You're going to do, you know, hours and hours. Shit, we play so much Saga Edition. My Spotify unwrapped said John Williams was my favorite artist. Yep. So... You know, all it takes is six hours of Star Wars songs a week to get you to get John Williams as number one, <laughs> which I think is so funny every year. I do the day list thing. And the when we hold our, the day we hold our sessions, it's like, hey, King, ready to listen to John Williams for three hours? <laughs> You're like, yes, I am. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. People can support the show by telling people at the show like you always like you've all been doing. Keep telling people about it. Tell everyone about it. Uh, you can. Review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, review your shows. Uh, the Patreon's really great. It's more of a tip jar nowadays, but you can also vote for bounties, like our Assassin's Build Bounty Showcase that's on there right now. And also, if you stay on at the 5 or $10 tier for three months, you get a sticker or a shirt and a sticker, respectively, emblazoned with the beautiful Dark Times logo. I think that's it, Stephen, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty, that's, you nailed it. Thank you. Let's, uh, well, then let's get back to the show. Beep, boop, beep. Steven. Oh, hey, what's up? We got an email. I love emails. Yeah, send me, me too. I, I eat everyone we receive. Please send me more. Oh, I'm very man, hungry man, at darktimes.swissy.com. <laughs> Wait, darktimes.swissy at Google. No, fuck. Darktimes.swissy at gmail.com. Send me more food. Thanks. I've got a little Steven, like, cookie monster puppet that just, ram, 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 like, eats Sam, the paper. I wish we were Muppets so bad. <laughs> I wish I could just be a Muppet for comedic effects sometimes. Exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> really good. That's so good. Ah, uh, man. Here's that email. Hey there, Sam and Steven. Name's Hammer Senpai. I played a lot of Saga Edition back in high school and college, and when I recently decided to run it for my current group, I found your podcast and I have loved it. Dozo Yodoshiku, Hammer Senpai. 
Yoroshiguro Yoshimasu, Hammer Senpai. This, I don't know if we can include that, actually. It sounds worse than it is. I know we're both actually speaking Japanese, but the way it came out of our mouths sounded incredibly racist. I don't know. I think it's, I think it clocks as as coherent, real Japanese. Is it worse if we say it with American accents? (laughs) I mean, I did my best. Yoroshiku and Yoshimasu, Hammer Senpai. I'll include that one. That one's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for the high quality radio. Oh. You've given me something to listen to so I can keep my motivation up while preparing to run my game. Yes. And I've already used some of your advice in my sessions already. Oh, the the four, four sentences to make my life worth living. <laughs> <laughs> the four sentences for me is pizza tonight, King, four times in a row. <laughs> Holy fuck. (laughs) Hammer Senpai continues. I know that I'm late to the build bounty, but I had an idea for it anyway, so here it is. When you were talking about the assassin's sniping talents, I had a moment of inspiration, so I made Zin Velgarn. Zin here has a standard blaster rifle set for sniping, but he also has one that he stripped the range down on. He uses it as a one-handed pistol, so it uses thrown weapon ranges, meaning that at long range, as long as he can keep his enemies between 7 to 10 squares away, he can get all the benefits of his sniping talents in more cramped maps. Of note is the combination of piercing hit with sniping marksman, ignoring someone's armor to reflex on the attack that removes their armor to reflex, sounds like a great way to scare your party soldier. Oh, yeah. Smiley face. Thank you so much, Hammer Senpai. Uh, So Hammer Senpai sent in Zin Velgarn, Umbaran Scout 5, Scoundrel 2, Assassin 5. I wish this came in in time for the build bounty. It would have been really cool. Thanks for sending it in anyway, by the way. I, I like yeah, that Yeah, please. Attitude. Thank you. I'm glad to cover it. It's, it's pretty sick. Well, it's, it's unfair because now it gets its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the normal bounty build. So Zinn's Blaster Rifle is a standard blaster rifle that has had its range stripped down one step, which uses with the stock folded. It means he uses full, uh, he uses thrown weapon ranges, like I said. So short range at seven squares. His ideal range is nine to ten squares away, which lets him fire at short range by aiming with no penalty because of rifle master. It's miniaturized and cloaked so he can smuggle it on his person and make it harder to detect. Uh, he's also used tech specialist to give it plus two damage. His normal sniper rifle for actual sniping uh, has its auto fire ability stripped out and the deluxe componentization upgrade installed along with the targeting scope. Let's talk about the assassin talent tree. I feel like we really kind of glanced over these sniping talents. Uh, I feel like when we covered assassins before. Yeah, I was trying to cover we went the for, breadth of exactly. what assassin we can be and didn't actually get a chance to dive into either side. Yeah, we waited around the pool instead of diving in. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we've got sniping marksman from the assassin talent tree. Uh, once per encounter, when you make a ranged attack against a target that is not at point blank range... You can ignore your target's armor bonus to their reflex defense. I follow that up with Sniping Master from the same talent tree. By taking only a single swift action, you can aim at a target that is not within point-blank range. Ooh. So this is cool. Ooh. I love the idea of stripping the range on a weapon, which is normally a detriment, but to turn it into a positive for your character. Pretty good. The, the the piece de resistance on this build is the piercing hit talent from the Master Scout talent tree from the Unknown Regents campaign guide. Prerequisites are acute senses and keen shot. You are skilled at fighting armored characters, taking advantage of their weaknesses. You can use each of the following actions once per encounter. Binding kit. 
You dislodge an enemy's armor, causing it to hinder the wearer's defenses. Make a melee or range attack as a standard action. If you hit and damage your target, the target loses its armor bonus to its reflex defense and is flat-footed. This effect remains until the target spends a standard action to adjust its armor. Blinding Fire. Make a melee or range attack as a standard action. If the attack hits and damages the target, the target takes a minus two penalty to all attacks until the end of your next turn. Additionally, all other creatures, droids, and vehicles have concealment from the target until the end of your next turn. And last but not least, Slowing Shot. Your hit damages your target's armor so that the target's movement is hindered. Make a melee or ranged attack as a standard action. If you hit and damage the target, the target's speed is reduced by two squares until the end of your next turn. Do you know what I like about this build? What? It's one of those builds that is all but guaranteed to be a memorable boss. Yes. It's not a build centered on high damage, high damage output, or condition track tomfoolery. Or silly little tricks like that. It it is a enemy that actually attacks shit that you don't want hit. Like your action economy, <laughs> your speed, your defenses. Players will remember fighting this stat block, and that's the mark well, of a great build. Let's not let's not sh- sell Zin Velgarn short, Stephen, with the uh, dead eye feet and uh, the mark and the cool short range stuff at. Ideal range with a mark on the target, it deals 48 plus 12 damage. Oh, (laughs) just nasty. And you can pair that with a dastardly strike if you want and move this target a step down the condition track. I mean, it's great. It's a good build. Oh, oh, it's grand. What very, very simple, very clean, an excellent use of what this prestige class offers. So great. It's, it's. I'm impressed. Thank you. If you have a build you want to send in, regardless for a bounty or not, you're welcome to send it to us, darktimesswse at gmail.com. Speaking of builds, if you want to participate in our Patreon build showcase poll and let your voice be heard for what you think is the coolest build, pop on over to our Patreon. You can subscribe to any tier and participate in the poll. You can even lay down $5, vote for your favorite, and then dip and cancel. I don't care. I don't make the rules. You can use that. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. But if you dip, you miss out on the cool sticker or the cool t-shirt? If you dip, you miss out on the cool sticker or the cool t-shirt. Just so you know, it's up to you, really. Thanks for listening. But if you want to support the show, head over to the poll, get a sticker t-shirt. I feel like everyone wins in this scenario, if I'm being being perfectly honest. And I get to eat the next week. Yeah, and Sam gets to eat. (laughs) Sam gets a burrito. And maybe a sandwich, depending on if we ever do the sandwich. uh, (laughs) That'd be so funny. The sandwich tier. Stephen, do you have any trivia for us this week? According to Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy, when Harrison Ford and Chewbacca set foot in the Millennium Falcon set, every person on set was stunned. Kennedy claims that there must have been 200 people who were completely quiet due to the iconic presence of Ford and Peter Mayhew back on Han Solo's ship. Uh, that one sounds kind of markety to me. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be like that. I want to be like nerd, but also I think I would probably be. Silent. Dude, I, I would be if I was the fucking best boy. If I was the fucking boom guy, you are the best boy, oh, Steven. Thank you, Sam. If I was the boom guy <laughs> on on the set during that moment, I'd be I'd be shocked. You'd be dropping mics. Yeah, and they fire you if you're dropping a four thousand dollar microphone. <laughs> Get him out of here! What the fuck? <laughs> 
Oh, man. The Dark Times is produced and edited by me, Sam. Stephen's my co-host. You can reach out to us on Twitter at DarkTimesSWSE or email us DarkTimesSWSE at gmail.com. Review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where we get your shows. Tell someone about the show. Tell your table about the show. And tell us you told your table about the show. And we'll shut you guys all out on the show. Stephen, do you have a quote for us this week? Move, ball. Is that is that a Finn? That's that's a Han Solo to BB-8. <laughs> Move ball. He knows what a droid is. Come on, what? He knows what a ball is too. Move ball. What, what did they not give him his hash for the day? Why was Harrison Ford so fucking out? Hash. <laughs> yeah. I do mean potatoes and weed. Oh. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.